Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Easy Conversations podcast, a podcast about having easy conversations. I'm your host, Farkan Dandia. In this week's episode, I welcome Pranav Ganeswaran, who is a medical student based in Australia. In this episode, Pranav shares his journey of being diagnosed with epilepsy and how being a medical student helped him with his own diagnosis. Pranav explains how being diagnosed with epilepsy allowed him to gain more awareness and empathy for others. Now, Pranav is raising awareness around mental health and using his own story as a springboard to help others. At the end of the episode, if you could leave a five-star review, I would truly appreciate it. All right, Pranav, welcome to the Easy Conversations podcast. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time and giving me the opportunity to have this conversation with you today. And uh, I'm really excited to, to have this conversation. But uh, before we get started, I want to give you an opportunity to, you know, introduce yourself and uh, talk a, a little bit about the work you're doing and, and where you are currently. And uh, yeah, and then we can kind of get into our, our conversation for, for, for this episode. Uh, thank you very much, Fakan, for um, you know having me on this conversation, uh, this podcast. It's it's a brilliant uh, way to get to meet like-minded people and have these kind of conversations. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So uh, just a little bit about myself. So it's a big question, but um, to put it in the best way, I'm a final year medical student uh, studying in Perth, Western Australia. And um, I have, I come from an Indian heritage, but mm-hmm. I lived half my life in Africa and have been living my other, other half um, here. So over that journey, um, I have had uh, multiple experiences with uh, moving stresses in family, um, cultural integration, including bullying, um, and along with that, just uh, kind of finding um, a sense of meaning through both all of that and um, struggles such as uh, medical challenges, such as my recent diagnosis with epilepsy. Mm-hmm. So um, as a future medical professional, I find um, a lot of these aspects of my life and experiences really go to um, helping me uh, be a better person holistically as well as you know bring these traits to work with people professionally and non-professionally you know Mm -hmm. on a day-to-day basis so probably we could unpack on a little bit of that as we talk more yeah sure for sure And, and one of the things that I really enjoy is watching your content on Instagram uh, and the artwork, but be- behind the art, there's always a story. Um, do you mind kind of elaborating on that and what inspired you to kind of share your story in that fashion? Yeah, actually, um, it's it's quite interesting. So that page you know, kind of just uh, spun up by itself. So it started off as an individual idea, a way of me being able to keep up with the busyness of day-to-day life while also being there for the people I cared about and I loved. It was mm-hmm. meant to just be something of a very small private um, thing where I would uh, post my reflections, my thoughts and feelings, because I, I really do feel that 
um, a lot of us have these deep thoughts and feelings sometimes uh, things that we might not be vulnerable like very comfortable sharing um but oftentimes we we all have these kind of thoughts anyway and i thought putting them out there um is a way you know for other people who come across it mainly my friends but other people to bounce off them and feel like oh we are part of a community we're together in something so over over time it kind of um, has changed its aesthetic um the stories i kind of like depicting um my reflections a lot of the, the content i post is my reflections as i journey through this path mm-hmm. i i don't come from a perspective of someone who knows what i'm doing but more so as someone who's walking the journey along with everyone else that follows me on that so mm-hmm. kind of we're all holding hands and walking together as we reflect and support each other as a community and that's where it is right now and hopefully i want to build on that as i go mm-hmm. yeah no that's amazing and and like do you do the art yourself like uh are you kind of designing it yourself or uh no so i'm i'm not um, artistically inclined at all <laughs> so unfortunately but that is something that i've been looking forward into doing more and uh doing some of my own graphic um graphical design and illustration um but currently i use canva to to do all of that okay. and there's some amazing beautiful graphics on there kind of uh just play on what looks good and what sounds good according to the theme of the post and mm-hmm. you know just uh, over time it's just become this uh second nature thing where things just align beautifully i guess yeah yeah no it's really really cool and and i guess speaking of journey um you know i i like the way you put it that you know you don't have all the answers and and i feel like most people like including myself none of us have the answers in the moment and we're just trying to figure it out and and take our best uh doing our best in the moment in terms of what we know at that time and, and going through this journey of life uh but you you mentioned your recent diagnosis with epilepsy do you want to kind of walk us through in terms of how that came about what were some of the emotions attached to it and and how that's allowed you to shift your perspective in you know as as we were talking before uh becoming a you know medic uh, medicinal practitioner in the future it's just change your perspective on things so yeah if you want to kind of talk us through that and and uh some of the emotions that came with it as well yeah definitely so um it has been a very uh, big part of my life especially more recently something that i've had to kind of come to terms with and i went through my own process of grief through mm-hmm. all of that um i am quite lucky in terms of my physical impairment due to my epilepsy is not significant compared to what um the general perception of epilepsy is which is kind of you know the fits people losing consciousness and having those uh shakes um you know that's the kind of classical idea we have of epilepsy so with me it started off about uh 3 years ago um I was doing my um undergraduate studies or early the, the timing is is a bit unclear for me now but mm-hmm. um I just remembered um so it it was the vagus of symptoms uh I'd be walking or just doing day-to-day activities when i'd suddenly feel this um sense of deja vu like a, a pit in the stomach kind of rising feeling 
and I would have no clue as to what it was. Sometimes I'd just have this overwhelming sense of just needing to escape from that or feeling of overwhelm. So I was thinking, um, you know, all this time, whether it was like an anxiety thing or, or something like that, because that's kind of the mainstream. Um, it's, it's quite important. Mental health has been on the, on the horizon, which I am a big advocate of as well on the side. So um, I was always thinking and two years I've been having more and more of these episodes until one point I just got quite concerned um, because it will be quite powerful in the moment. I remember once I was sitting in a group of 20 people and it just hit like that, like a lightning bolt. And I just, um, thankfully it's, 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 it doesn't impair me, but it just puts me out of a spot, kind of like an out of body mm-hmm. kind of feeling. And I feel overwhelmed. So I, it just made me realize uh, something is not going right. Um, went to GPs, uh, so family practitioners um, here. And, um, you know, my symptoms are quite vague. So unfortunately, they didn't know what it was either. So they were thinking, you know, could it be anxiety? So you know, continuously having symptoms like these and going back to the doctor and they, they're thinking you know, it might be nothing. It could be anxiety. It just made uh, things kind of not progress. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest part of the difficulty was not knowing what I was experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um, so then finally, I think um, I gained the, the courage and thankfully, you know, studying medicine helps as well. So you get a little bit more of an insight into what's going on and a little bit of uh, searching myself kind of found these symptoms uh, fit along with um, a form of epilepsy called temporal lobe epilepsy. So I um, spoke to my doctor about this um, and I asked her, can you please refer me to a specialist? Um, got all that underway, went to see the doctor and he immediately, based on my symptoms, said, yes, this is what you have. Um, then, you know, after that came the what next. Um, so to confirm it, I had to be put on um, these uh, home tests. So I had mm-hmm. to get a brain scan done. That was all normal. Um, I got a single EEG done, which is all normal. But mm-hmm. so because of all that, they hooked me up onto this uh, 10-day um, EEG monitoring. So checking all the brain waves um, yeah. for 10 days straight. And it was, uh, I looked like one of those model combat cyborg characters with 30 uh, wires coming off my head and it was, I uh, couldn't shower for 10 days. So I feel, feel bad for anyone that was near me during that time. Yeah. But um, after all that, um, I came up with my diagnosis and started my meds, which still give me side effects. So, you know, um, my whole life changed since then. Still mm-hmm. fortunate because if I ever have an episode of uh, where I lose consciousness, um, I lose my ability to drive. I'm a big blood donation. Um, advocate i love donating blood and the last time i went they said no you have chronic illness you can't do it anymore mm. so i was uh, quite upsetting um and though i know i'm not physically as impaired I, it's just a sense of uh, why can't i do this anymore mm-hmm. um and just small things like having to renew my uh, driving license every year um and just having to deal with all these side effects of the medications i take which are not very pleasant Mm-hmm. Um, anti-epileptic medications are known for their quite nasty side effects so you know waking up and having to deal with this brain fog this brain slowness for t- two hours a day and then at the end of the day you know having to sleep much much earlier than I used to is something that I've had to learn to cope with and uh, come to terms with 
and um and has been a big uh, change so coming back long story short um it allows me to really empathize with people going through uh, chronic illness it's it's not more than it's more than just the disease it's is side effects of medication it's mm-hmm. changes to quality of life it's these small things which actually make the bigger difference not so much the actual you know illness itself so this this goes to mental health anxiety disorders depression and mm-hmm. you know uh, these are very common things out out in the public and in people that you know i probably know you probably know a lot of people listening to this probably know and have a deep experience with and you know it's that that understanding that helps you know it's, it's the quality of life it's not just the disease it's the person that comes along with it right it's you know what's happening in their life surrounding that and you know i'm very blessed to be honest to have this experience because going forward i now have this insight into what it feels like allow mm-hmm. and i think it will it will allow me to engage with a bit more empathy and understanding from where i come from mm-hmm. so you know in summary that's kind of um the the gist of of that yeah yeah no thanks for walking us through like the journey of it and and you know just it's beautiful how you said like moving forward you're taking you're you're making an opportunity out of this experience in terms of how you're going to approach the future and and even working with future patients just having that empathy that's that's amazing um and i guess one of the things like you said uh often we don't really put emphasis on when we know people are struggling is obviously the side effects of medication but even the mental health challenges that come with it right and i'm sure um and i don't know if this is something you've experienced but i'm sure people can experience depression from just knowing that their quality of life has changed and they have no control over it or or a form of anxiety knowing that you know i have to wake up tomorrow as you said with a brain fog um is that something you had to deal with uh as well and and what was it like just initially when you didn't even know what this was but you knew something was wrong and working with doctors trying to figure it out at, at least in the initial stages so you know i think it's very important to talk about this and this is something that um actually i find more difficult to talk about the epilepsy bit is the easy bit but mm-hmm. so um i haven't had um experience with you know feeling quite low mood and depression around this but anxiety is something that i've kind of been dealing with for a long time in general mm-hmm. um but you know coming down to not knowing what was going on with me was a, was a big source of anxiety um and then right after that um a large part of me now retrospectively looking back at it was um self denial mm-hmm. so i actually hadn't started my treatment until 6 months or so post my diagnosis simply because i just couldn't come to terms with um with the fact that you know i had a medical condition that could impact everything in my life if you know at some point one thing could go wrong and and still i don't know about what will happen in terms of progression and that's always at the back of my mind um the minute i you know maybe develop a full seizure um like a lot of people do have um there goes a lot of the freedoms i currently do have and that anxiety has always uh been there the anxiety of um you know being on a clinical placement in the morning with all the doctors and all the other medical students who are quite on the on the ball very fresh and you know my mind is still you know fogged up mm-hmm. 
it, it is difficult because um, it's hard to explain um, how you're feeling to everyone. Yeah. But that mental health, it's very important that you brought it up because um, I find that that's one of the one of the more most important parts of my life and what I try to, I guess, um, destigmatize because sometimes it is more difficult talking about the mental health aspect of, you know, chronic illness or, you know, even a, a, a normal person, an average person going through mental health concerns. There's this, it has been getting a lot better over the years and um, seeing the brilliant movements that have been happening, but there's still that bit of stigma where, to be honest, I would still feel much more easier talking about, oh, I have epilepsy than saying I have anxiety around this. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, being able to open up to that vulnerability just brings people together, hits the nail on the issue that, you know, this is one of those quality of life factors that can, you know, really make or break a person. And, you know, opening up about this allows, you know, more access to supports and understanding and empathy. And with me, um, that's that's something that I'm still working on, mm -hmm. in all honesty. And I think um, these are demons we all face and we can never truly, you know, overcome them fully. They keep coming back, but we get better at managing them as, as it goes. And I think that's a big part of the progress and growth and learning and, you know, learning to, to live out of this is, you know, taking all these as building blocks and bricks and paving your own path using mm -hmm. them instead of allowing them to bog you down and you know uh, hold you back because you know it is what it is this is my life this is what i have and it is up to me to make the most out of it mm -hmm. anxiety epilepsy and whatever else that has happened in the past and may happen in the future so um that 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 is that are my brief, those are my brief thoughts around it. But you know, mental health is a big aspect that I find is very important. I can talk a lot more on. Yeah, yeah, no, if you don't mind expanding, I guess one of the questions before we go down that path, I wanted to understand is, you know, you mentioned the anxiety and, and you know, the possible frustration of trying to figure out what was going on. And what I found, I guess, it's somewhat unique that you were able to you know, being a medical student, kind of fit, be able to match your symptoms with a form of epilepsy, but not a lot, not everyone's able to do that, right? And often, it could be a long, gruesome journey of trying to get to the bottom of it. And often, if a doctor can't fit the symptoms, they, they may dismiss it, right? And uh, yeah, so in your case, you know, I guess, would you consider yourself fortunate that you were able to at least, you know, being a medical student, figure that out and not have to go down that journey of, of frustration and, and the constant questioning of, okay, am I making this up in my head? <laughs> Is this real? Um, mm -hmm. and, and then what do you have to say about people that often don't get to the bottom of it as, as soon as you did? Actually, you know, I think that's a brilliant uh, point that you make. And, you know, surprisingly, I think I am very, very, very lucky to be in the position I, I was. And, mm -hmm. you know, even despite that initial inkling, maybe some of the terminology that I've used to Google and having a bit of an idea of what was going on would have initially helped. I still remember walking into my uh, family doctor's um, room and discussing this. And 
she she's she's a great doctor she's looked after me well but mm-hmm. even she didn't under, know what was going on you know a doctor's not meant to know everything as well but when she didn't know what was going on and she was coming back and thinking this sounds like you know an anxiety thing or or something like that and i just felt lost i've just felt it, you know despite the experience that i i i've had through some clinical exposures through some study it still doesn't take away the actual emotional burden of all, all of this mm-hmm. and it, it put me back in square one where i think you know anyone else would have felt the exact same that helplessness and that vulnerability that um that you know that that place that limbo where you don't know what's going on you know and i think that's kind of the worst thing you know having not knowing or not knowing i think the worst place to be is in in between mm-hmm. and um that point you made is very important because a lot of people do end up with having you know vague symptoms a lot of uh a lot of medical conditions some of them are quite notorious for you know chronic illness and being very difficult to treat being very difficult to diagnose and know what's going on what is actually happening beneath the scenes and you know a lot of people going through that i i i think it's quite difficult because a lot of the time they may go years and years before being formally diagnosed and you know that diagnosis is a form of catharsis because mm-hmm. when you have a name for something it's like putting a name on the beast you can finally do something about it Mm-hmm. and sometimes it takes years to get to that point where you can actually name what's going on um it it can be the case and i guess with me it's i i think my it might just be a bit of uh, luck on my side um uh, to tell you the truth but that's that's why i take it quite um seriously and the point you mentioned mentioned is very important because now that i have this experience i know how devastating or how difficult it could be for someone who has no idea what's going on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know I think it's in then in my role to not dismiss things that might sound if you're weird or non textbook but take it seriously and maybe um pay a bit more attention to it because a lot of these details it's it's just wanting to be listened to and understood more so than I need you to tell me what is going on right now right it's just having you know for example a doctor that was going to sit with me and figure out what these symptoms were and give me some sort of plan or what we could have given do in terms of all the options and that kind of empathy i think is something that was the biggest learning point from this entire experience you know people sometimes don't need answers they just need someone to listen to them and give them empathy as cliche as it sounds mm-hmm. and that can ease that entire burden of the process that you you have to go through because that's yeah. an individual journey and you know some are more fortunate than others in that time frame of when they find out what's going on versus some that may never mhm yeah yeah um, i hope that answers that um i think it's a brilliant point to make yeah no absolutely and and you know again like obviously not taking anything away from your experience because i'm sure like you were also in that form of anxiety and and i've seen uh at least in the last few years a couple of my friends go through similar experiences where they just can't figure out what's going on and you know one of them just gave up at one point he's like you know what maybe it's in my head and quite often you start thinking that right it's like okay uh like i mentioned earlier like you start maybe you get to that point where you're like okay am i making this up is the anxiety creating these symptoms maybe it is right so you start doubting yourself and and that 
And I've, like I said, I've just seen that with my friends and the experiences they had. Um, and, you know, it just, you, you sit there listening and, and it's tough to hear, like just hearing someone uh, go through that struggle and just that constant, like, okay, you know, I keep getting these symptoms and I keep going to the doctors and I keep coming home with no answers. And um, yeah, I just wanted to highlight how that in itself can create mental health concerns and issues because you're you're constantly trying to find something that you may start doubting yourself at one point i definitely can empathize with that because you know that that phrase you said i think is synonymous to how i felt myself the you know is this all just in my head Mm -hmm. and that's this trapping feeling that you get that i've had i wish i could count how many times i've had that but you know um, that exact feeling is something that I can resonate with to the core and I can understand and empathize with how your friends would have felt because it is a very difficult feeling mm-hmm. because when you just absolutely don't know what's going on, sometimes we can internalize that blame and it's this kind of um, spiraling, spiraling uh, loop of is this anxiety causing more anxiety and coming back and it's just a big state of confusion that just feeds onto itself and it can be very difficult. To the mm-hmm. point where sometimes, you know, the only thing you can think of is giving up because there's no solution inside. So it is very difficult. And I think, you know, your shared experience in that point and combined with, you know, you know, I've gone through the same thing so I can perfectly understand. And I think a lot of people are going through the same thing mm-hmm. and maybe even listening to this will give them a sense of comfort knowing that it's, it's not just them. It's not just in their head. There might be something more going along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and I guess kind of shifting the focus now to the, your mental health journey. And obviously, you know, uh, you, you said that your condition is something you've had to accept in, in your life, right? And and the consequences of that, uh, especially with the medication and the, the concern of potentially it getting worse. Um, but like, talk about your mental health journey now. Like, what are some of the things you're doing and why is it so important to you to have that mental health awareness now? Um, and where would you like to take it? Um, I guess uh, the main point is, I think it's a very individual decision. I'm, I've always just been this kind of person that has been limiting myself. And on one aspect, I am just hungry to learn and hungry to do more. And, hungry for opportunities to just, you know, make myself a bit better in any way or, you know, help, uh, you know, make someone else's life better in some way. But I've always had this anxiety stop me from chasing opportunities and learning new things and putting myself on a new spot to the point where, you know, over the years, at at some point, you know, um, maybe triggered by all these big changes in my life have made me realize, um, you know, what am I doing? How much more time am I going to waste? I need to be starting to do more things about it. And I think for me, um, I never planned to get into medicine or anything like that. I've never had a big idea of where I was going to go in life. But I do know one thing. I like learning and I do enjoy making other people's life a little bit easier and better. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of my major goals in life. And um, any way I can do that, um, through speaking about my experience on this podcast by being a medical professional, by, you know, having my own little page where I share my stories and my reflections. I think every little bit counts. 
and even if one person could take away something from that and you know go away feeling like they have been empowered in some sense um that is enough for me and i think it's it's just my own lack of um how do i put it it's just having to have uh, dealt with a lot of lack of confidence wanting mm-hmm. to get out of that wanting to create a better future for myself and i still do uh, in all honesty i'm not going to sit here and act as if i have got everything figured out mm-hmm. um i'm still at the crux of um the transition between studies and a professional career i still have a lot of um life things to sort out and move forward with so you know that still brings along a lot of anxiety with it but that's the the major point um uh, we are all on this journey together mm-hmm. and there are like a lot of similarities that we all have you know regardless of age regardless of culture regardless of um you know skin color mm-hmm. uh, we all could share in some some aspect of our you know pain or doubts or, or suffering the circumstances might be different you know mm-hmm. but the the actual emotion the actual experience a lot of the time is quite similar and we can you know walk each other through it mm-hmm. and empathize each other through it and i feel like a lot of the time a big thing that i've noticed is um when people go through a lot of mental health issues personally one of my biggest demons was never actually being vulnerable and opening up about it um and i think a lot of people also do that and you know cultivating that sense of um normal that it is okay to have a bit of anxiety a, a bit of depression and it is okay to seek help for it, seek support uh, vocalize it it does not take away your ability to to perform in life it does not make you any less of a person mm-hmm. these are just a very individual core beliefs that i i strongly feel and yeah i would like to not only talk about but kind of actively live through and exemplify Mhm. So mm-hmm. I feel like anyone could sit at the end of the table and say these things to another person but I would like to push myself to be someone that can live out these things and inspire people to do more. Mm-hmm. So that is where I'm at and where I would like to go in the future with with this and this is why mental health is very important for me especially and you know just the sense of a uh, general sense of kindness and altruism and having empathy for each other because I really believe in this collective community we all can teach us a lot of things if we just open ourselves to it. Yeah, no, absolutely and and you've made uh a lot of great points and and you know everything you're saying, you know, it's very noble and inspiring. So, you know, I commend you on that and wish you the best of luck. And, you know, I you know, one of the things you mentioned about uh a lot of people struggling with opening up, right? Uh and and there's that fear and and I don't know if that's something you went through. I remember going through it myself struggling with talking about whatever mental health struggles I may have had um at any given point whether it was the anxiety or or depression or just kind of struggling in silence and I think my biggest fear and I feel like a lot of people can relate to it was if I open up and say something now I'm going to be labeled as this person who's depressed or this person who's got anxiety and and I think the more people that talk about it like yourself and you know open up and and share their own journey i think there's the people that are really struggling in silence can 
feel like they're not alone. And, and I think when you're in that state or when you're struggling, you, you tend to feel like you're the only one going through it, but you're not right. And, and as soon as you, like you, like you've said a few times, are able to get to that space of vulnerability and ask for help, you realize that you're not alone and, and you feel this sense of empowerment and, and freedom uh, with just taking that step. And I don't know if that's something you experience where maybe you tried to do it alone and then at some point you realize that it's exhausting. And I know that's how I felt. Oh, definitely. Um, I, I can uh, think back to a lot of times when I've had to deal with those kind of feelings uh, by myself and I've had, I've had a long time of this attitude where I thought I could just handle everything myself. But realistically, um, there's only so much one person can do. Mm-hmm. And it, at, at some point, you know, it, it might happen and go, you, you might be pushing yourself quite hard and achieving things, but it eventually does catch up to you mm-hmm. and it burns you out and it burns you out to the core and can leave you depleted in an in emotional and physical way. So I have had that experience before and it wasn't a very pretty part of life i remember um i think one of the most important times that made me realize that that was not a good way to go was when someone very important to me at the time actually commented and said you know this is actually not healthy for you you need to change Mm -hmm. you know for for lack of better words just paraphrasing but um it took someone else to notice and let me know to just you know drive that nail into my mind that hey what i'm doing is not right mm-hmm. i can do this better um it, it's still difficult it's still difficult and that that labeling that stigma does exist and you know I've, i look up to a lot of people who who are very empowered who talk openly and i appreciate honesty that's one of the core values that i i truly 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 um uh find important but you know when you're able to discuss these things with people you you normalize it you know when you're not beating around the bush with these things you know even when you're asking someone are you feeling down you can just you know be quite direct about these issues it's, it's okay because a lot of the time people like you said you know people are scared to talk about these things mm-hmm. but what what is important is empowering these conversations more than like hushing them down and beating around the bush about them because that just further perpetuates the stigma around them mm-hmm. um but we've made a lot of progress as a society on that but it's still a difficult battle to do and individually um, you know, a, a prime example is um, facing my vulnerability and talking about my stories. I'm a very much private person, so yeah, I never thought I would uh, open up a small Instagram and page and make it um, a public profile and discuss my my thoughts through stories and whatever I, I put up for anyone to read, including a lot of the people that know me on an actual, you know real life basis yeah but it's been quite empowering because i've met a lot of people and heard a lot of stories from people who i knew in life in in a day-to-day basis and um receiving messages from them saying that you know people who i previously never talked much to before suddenly messaging me and telling me that you know something that i posted resonated with them and something that some other person saying you know this this really is what i'm feeling right now just made, made made me think and I'm not putting anything out there special. I'm sure there's another 20 pages out there putting the same kind of things. But mm-hmm. like, 
it's it's that shared reflection what i feel is is what a lot of people feel but you know taking that step and just putting myself out there gives the permission not only for myself to to you know come to terms with it but yeah. also empowers other people to take that step which is very important in normalizing this not just for me but for everyone yeah no absolutely and i think to your point the, the normalization is the biggest piece the more we talk about it the more normal it becomes and and to your point it gives other people that empowerment to to also take that step of of opening up and and asking for help and essentially that's where it needs to start is being able to feel safe and and having that ability to ask for help so you know i thank you again for for sharing your story and i commend you for all the work you're doing and and you know just having that change in perspective on how you know this experience has allowed you to see things differently and and given you that um i guess purpose in terms of being able to help others in that sense and i think that's very powerful where you know people can take personal experiences and and use that as growth but not but not only growth for themselves but also having that uh like i said purpose to want help others who are potentially struggling in the same way or or in different ways and you know that's that's powerful i think and if we can all do that that'd be amazing so you know thank you again for doing that and um i guess for listeners that want to get a hold of you uh whether it's online or social media what are some of the ways they can find you and kind of like be a part of your community um so my main i'm mainly quite active on my instagram page i'm not a very huge social person but mm-hmm. um my instagram page is at today we grow so t o d a y w e g o r o w um and you know i just post a lot of the things that we discussed about um just reflections quotes uh little short pieces of writing along mm-hmm. with stuff that in an aesthetic that i find um resonating with how i feel uh is appropriate for those posts um and I, like you know i really appreciate this uh platform that you've created to allow people to really come on and express their different ideas and ultimately i think you know it is about creating that purpose um i really believe it's not so much finding a purpose but you know having the cause you dealt with and creating a purpose out of it mm-hmm. and you know all the better if we can do that together and that's the point of um today we grow it's it's to walk together hand in hand not one person telling other people what to do but we're all teaching each other and going along the way so i'm i really appreciate being a part of this and having a chance to discuss these very important things yeah no no thank you very much and you know again uh super grateful for you to take the time and have this conversation with me and and being vulnerable to share your story so you know um just wanted to yeah pass on my gratitude for that thank you for tuning in to another episode as always please subscribe to the podcast if you enjoy the episodes or leave a comment in the comment section i always love hearing from you thank you again and until next week